What's up and welcome to Ask Father Josh, the question and answer podcast where I get to listen to your questions, pray with them, and hopefully respond in such a way that it's helpful for you to become a saint in your walk toward eternity. You can ask me anything and everything about our Catholic faith from morality to spirituality, whether it's a question about everyday life or what we believe as Catholics. I'm here to help you find answers. If you are a first-time listener, please be sure to follow the podcast. You can also hit me up with your own questions and comments at www.assistionpress.com slash askfatherjosh. On today's show, we are going to be talking about the Psalms and why, why do we sing the Psalms at Mass? Why do we sing the Psalms at Mass? The response to the song, like, why can't we just say it whenever we pray it? Uh, we're also going to have a saint for the show that would be connected to the Psalms, uh, and that's going to be really cool. But before we get into that saint of the show and why we sing the Psalms at Mass, uh, I want to share with you a glory story. So my, my glory story is, is this, God multiplied. Uh, y'all, so we had Christmas Mass. So it's a new year. We're in January now. New year. New year, new me, right? And Christmas Mass, it's like Easter. I love it. I love Christmas. I love Easter. I love Ash Wednesday because these are opportunities that we have as disciples of Jesus Christ to be a bridge for so many of our brothers and sisters in Christ who either have strayed away from the church or just aren't as rooted in relationship with the Lord. Um, as they could be, would be, or should be. Um, and so, uh, yeah, Christmas was a gift. It was a huge gift. And uh, at, at our 4 o'clock p.m. Mass on Christmas Eve, we just didn't anticipate the amount of people that God was going to draw back to the church that, that day. And so we did not have enough host. And so I began to you know break the host in, in half to accommodate the people. And then pretty soon I realized that breaking the host in half was not going to do it. And then we were breaking the host into fours, and then that was not going to do it. Like I looked out in the line, I was like, oh my goodness, we are still in the beginning of communion line, it seemed like. And so I began to break the little host. It's like little pieces of six. Anyways, it got down to like literally little particles of Jesus is what people were receiving for communion. But it was so beautiful because no matter the size of the Eucharist, no matter the size of the host, Jesus is Jesus. As my friend Jamie in Santa Maria used to say, Jesus is Jesus. Uh, I remember one time I said, what would you say? She said, Jesus. I said, you mean Jesus, Jesus? She said, yeah, Jesus. <laughs> but Jesus is Jesus. And the Eucharist is important no matter how, how big of the host it is or how small the particle is. And it was just so beautiful to, to, to watch the, the bride of Christ, the people in my congregation, receive even the smallest particle of the Eucharist with such reverence. It was so, 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 so beautiful. It was such a gift. And yeah, I just, I loved it. I loved it. I loved it. I I loved it. It was so beautiful. So yeah, that was my glory story was that Jesus provided. So like the last person who received the communion, yeah, it was just, it was very, very, very small. But Jesus, he was Jesus. And yeah, I just loved it. I love the Eucharist. So there's a, there's a, probably a sermon coming out of that story one day. Uh, if you would like to receive show notes, uh, updates about the podcast, please be sure to subscribe to our email list by texting Ask Father Josh 33777. All right. And with that, 
Let's go ahead and jump into today's show. So today's show has a question that came in from Anonymous about singing the Psalms. Why do we sing instead of read the Psalms during Mass? While listening to Father Mike Schmitz read Psalms in the Bible in the Year podcast, shout out to Bible in the Year. So much good fruit has come from that man's podcast. That man is such a gift to our church. I cannot, I guess, yeah, by the time this show airs, Catechism in the Year will have begun a few days ago. So that's very exciting as well. I'll be doing that for sure. So I've learned to really enjoy these verses. Some are very beautiful poetry. After decades of listening to the Psalms being sung each week at Mass, I stopped paying attention and just wanted to get to the second reading. Seeing the Psalms had almost nullified these wonderful scriptures in my life. Seeing or chanting can often put the emphasis on the wrong syllables, making it hard to understand. Anonymous. Well, this is a great question. So why do we sing the Psalms, instead of read the Psalms at Mass. So the actual word Psalms comes from the Greek word psalmos, which means song sung to a harp. So these Psalms were written as songs by King David. He wrote them to be sung. Like they're literally musical, musical songs. Uh, The African bishop and doctor of the church, Augustine, he said, only the lover sings, regarding the Psalms, he's talking about the Psalms in a homily. He said, only the lover sings. So basically he was trying to argue that the Psalms must be sung when it's in the liturgy. Uh, the Psalms were written by King David in the Old Testament to be sung as songs. If sung well in the liturgy, the Psalms can be understood and also they could be received by us and, under, and interpreted rightly by us during the liturgy. So the Psalms are a gift. The Catechism says this, The musical tradition of the universal church is a treasure of inestimable value, greater even than that of any other art. Okay, let me read that one more time. Sometimes we can read stuff and be like, wait, did I read what I just read? All right, the Catechism of the Catholic Church says, the musical tradition of the universal church is a treasure of inestimable value, greater even than that of any other art. Main reason for this preeminence is that as a combination of sacred music and words, it forms a necessary or integral part of solemn liturgy. The composition and singing of inspired psalms, often accompanied by musical instruments, were already closely linked to the liturgical celebration of the Old Covenant. The church continues and develops its tradition, address one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melodies to the Lord with all your heart, Ephesians 5.19. The one who sings prays twice, St. Augustine. All right, so that's pretty pretty big. So again, it's a liturgical action. So you can definitely, re- I read the Psalms for personal prayer all the time outside of mass. But whenever I come to mass, the highest way that we can pray is by singing because the lover sings to the, the one that we love, God. One of, the, one of the gifts of being able to sing the Psalms, particularly in mass, is it helps us to even memorize those scriptures outside of mass. Jesus Christ, son of God, he prayed the Psalms, he read the Psalms, he sang the Psalms. And because he's saying that, I mean, obviously he's God, so he knows everything, but on a very human level, if we would sing the Psalms daily, uh, we will be better able to memorize the Psalms. And that way, whenever we need to call them to mind outside of worship, we can call them to mind because we know the lyrics, right? 
I know the lyrics to all my favorite songs, even from the 90s growing up, like from way back in the day. I remember those songs. Can't in life, living in a gangster's paradise. I remember that because I sang it all the time, right? Um, At night, I think of you. I want to be your... Right, so we remember these songs years later, decades later, a lifetime later because we sang them over and over again. This is what we do even with like popular praise and worship songs today and gospel songs and hymns today, right? Uh, Lord, I need you. Oh, I need you every hour. So we know it because we sing it. And so I can call it to mind whenever I need those words, like, whoa, like I order my steps, Lord, order my steps in your word. I know to say that because I've saying that over and over again. So the liturgy actually prepares us to go back out to the world with the word of God in our mind, on our lips, and in our heart. Now, the early church uh, disciples of Jesus Christ, they also memorized the Psalms uh, by singing the Psalms because they were disciples of Jesus. And as disciples of Jesus, we imitate Jesus. And we don't just imitate Jesus in our actions, in our ministry. We also imitate Jesus in prayer. We try to pray the way that he prayed. We let him pray through us. And he prayed the Psalms then, so we pray the Psalms now. So I get it. You like the Psalms, and it's good. And you find it more meaningful and powerful when you read it. Blessed be God. But that's your personal prayer. When you go to Mass, Mass is not a personal prayer. Mass is a communal prayer. So Mass is not really about you or I and what we get out of it. Mass is about us going together to collectively worship God together. And so then if you find that the Psalms in this season of your life have been particularly powerful for you because of Father Mike Schmidt's Bible in your podcast, then my invitation would be, yeah, outside of Mass, let that be your Lexio Divina. Let that be your bread and butter. Let that be the word that you meditate on day and night, that you pray with the Psalms. And what a beautiful thing to do. But then to recognize that when it comes to what is the highest form of prayer in church, singing is higher than speaking, right? Um, so the liturgy is best to be sung, to be chanted, rather than to just be said, if that makes sense. Okay, so let me know if that was helpful. <laughs> I do love the Psalms. The Psalms are great. They give voice to all of our different emotions. If we're sad, if we're happy, if we're mad, if we're joyful, if we're angry, if we're hurt, if we're in despair. And like they give like real, real language. I was walking with somebody one time and she legit was living the life of Job. She was a holy woman of God. I think she'll be a saint one day. And she had so many bad things happen in her life back to back to back to back to back. And so I just told her, I said, all I can tell you is to read the Psalms because there are some Psalms where it's just like, this sucks, this stinks. Uh, and there's no like, but it's going to get better. It just, it just stinks right now. And yeah, and then later it does get better um, over time. But sometimes it's hard, and we just have to be in that. If that's where we're at right now, let's just be in that for the moment. So, and the other Psalms are like, it's super hopeful. And like, yeah, it's bad right now, but it's going to get better. So the Psalms help us to just communicate to God what we're thinking, feeling, and desiring, but maybe are unable to speak in the present moment. Love the Psalms. Love them, love them, love them. With that being said, let's take a quick break. And whenever we get back, we're going to dive into our saint of the day who is very much connected to the Psalms. Hi, my name is Father Mike Schmitz, and I want to tell you about my latest podcast launching January 1st, The Catechism in a Year, where we will read the entire Catechism of the Catholic Church over the course of 365 days. That is the 2,000 years of the Church's beauty and truth and teachings of the church that Jesus Christ himself founded come into contact with us and allowing that contact to change our lives. You know, after the Bible, 
The Catechism is the most important book for Catholics. The Catechism is much, much more than a reference book. It is the distilling, the unpacking, the summary of all that Christians have believed for hundreds and thousands of years and what Christians believe today. To see what we'll be reading each day, get the reading plan at ascensionpress.com CIY. And we're back. Just a quick reminder, if you are a first-time listener, be sure to follow the podcast. You can hit me up with your own questions and comments at www.assistionpress.com slash Josh. You can rate us and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and other podcast formats, and you can share us on your social media pages. If you do this, it will help other people to find out about the show. If the show has been good for you, potentially it can become good for other people as well. Also, if you want to receive the show notes and any updates about the podcast, be sure to subscribe to our email list by texting Ask Father Josh at 33777. All right, so Saint for the show. The reason why this saint was picked today, because there's actually another saint I'm going to talk about next week who I can't wait to talk about, who was just super, super cool. But this saint is somebody who I've been close to for years. I call him saint because uh, I can. Uh, it's Saint King David from the Old Testament, King David, uh, because he wrote the Psalms. He wrote the Psalms. And yeah, he was a man for God's own heart. David, obviously, we know he, we know him from his childhood, right? He defeated uh, Goliath in battle and... Um, he went on to to work, become best friends with Jonathan, and, and he worked in the king's court. And but eventually, he was hated and by the leadership, and he was persecuted. He became king after a while, and was a good king, and led his people in victory over many battles. But then he got lazy. He became slothful. He's like, you know what? I don't have to like fight battles anymore. I can send my men to do that. And because he was slothful, because he was not attentive and diligent with his time, he you know, idle, what's it called? Idle time is the devil's playground. He became lustful. He began to objectify Bathsheba. You know, we say he had an affair with Bathsheba. He committed adultery with her after he saw her bathing on a roof. He only saw her bathing on a roof because he was at home and not doing what he was supposed to be doing with his people in battle. But I mean, the more I, I, I focus on that story, I think he, he even I mean, he took advantage of her. I mean, he was the king, right? So he used his power, he used his authority over her yeah, just really messed up. And so after he took advantage of her and committed sin with her, fornication, adultery, she got pregnant. And so he tried to cover it up by calling her husband back home, her husband who was actually doing what he was supposed to be doing. He was in battle and he tried to get him to sleep with her. And he was like, nah, well, my men are at battle. I can't imagine having a good time with my wife. So I, I'm not going to do that. And he tried to get him drunk and he lied on him. And then he eventually got him killed. All those sins came because he was slothful. He eventually repented because he had a good friend come in his life, Nathan, who called him out, who checked him, who eternally corrected him. We all need good friends who care about our salvation more, more than our affection. And Nathan cared about our salvation. He was like, you need to repent. And he did repent. And God, God accepted his repentance. And God said at the end of his life that David was a man after my own heart. So we, you and I, we make mistakes and we do really good. And then we mess up royally <laughs> at times. Uh, but if we repent, like David did, uh, then we could be used by God, like David was, to affect the generations to come. Some of the Psalms David wrote before his fall, but some of the Psalms clearly he wrote after, like Psalm 51, have mercy on me, God, and your kindness, blot out my offense. Right? Like that clearly is a Psalm after he fell and came back. Right? So God can use even our biggest mistakes and stuff to be a gift, not only for our relationship with him, but for other people as well, if we let Jesus into it. So David, we invite you to intercede for us, to pray for us, to witness to us um, how we can humbly come back to right relationship with God 
and be a gift for our brothers and sisters in the church to also fall in love, stay in love, and abide in the love of our Father in heaven for all eternity. Uh, from all of us here at Ascension Presents, this is Ask Father Josh. God bless, and King David, pray for us. Thank you.